So, Damo, we're walking through the grimy, grotty, drug-addled, mm. violently gentrified streets of Abbotsford. It's good to be back. <laughs> we've got Volvos, we've got, uh, there's a Porsche Cayenne up here. Look, times have changed in, in humble old Collingwood, 3066, but we're back. If you've got a Porsche Cayenne in your, yeah. in your street, there you know is that it. you can't lay claim to any kind of working class. No. No, it's got it's got to be these guys as well with the with the major extension and solar panels on the roof. But hey, look, yeah. we don't discriminate at Pi Hardware. We're a pod for all kinds, all types. Your your Tom Langdons and your Alex Fasolos. Now we're on the way to a, a pub for a very special episode of Pi Hard this afternoon. It's Friday afternoon before yeah. the Melbourne game, and um, I've got to say at the outset, I got I got to Abbotsford early. Good. I went into um, the Caring Bush. Yeah. Now, I'd heard rumours of the gentrification of Abbotsford, but going into the Caring Bush really lays bare the extent of things. And I found the toilet. Um, I only became aware when I was on the toilet through texting with you that it's since <laughs> changed into a vegan restaurant. Yeah, meat free. Yep. Very, very mixed feelings about this. Um, anyway, I finished my ablutions, if that's the right word, or is that just showering? But um, I came out of the toilet and the gentrification struck me between the eyes when another gentleman, white guy with an afro, walked in and, and sniffed the air and said, spicy? <laughs> in the carrying bush. And I'm just like, yeah. how far has this pub fallen? Yeah. Do you remember with the carrying bush in the front bar, there used to be a plethora of, of Collingwood artifacts and paraphernalia like there was sign yeah, I mean, Richards it was legit. posters and weg posters and stuff what where did that go is that in a skip tell me that i fucking hope not tell me that wasn't like you know extricated See, this and, is and the old dumped in the back of a yeah this we're this walking past like what a, are we saying we're walking past this is a this is a house i think this is next to the collingwood train station this has been here for decades decades yeah. completely you know um taken back by nature there's like a bulldozer and the wrecks of cars in the yard, graffiti all over yeah. the yeah. rotting weatherboards. I, 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 uh, I grimace to think what's happening right um, behind that timber wall right now. Jimmy Clements, that old house. <laughs> it could be. Back to, back to the carrying bush. It's a, it's a tough one to swallow because there's not many Collingwood pubs left. So if we go through them all, we've got, we've got the, the Yarra, yeah. which is next opposite um, Victoria Park, yeah, which like is where place. the where the the team used to change. They were the they were the change rooms very early on. Mm. We've got, of course, the Grace Darling, which is sort of the unofficial home. That was where Jeff Brown launched his, if you recall, launched his ticket for the Collingwood presidency. Do you remember that? It was right. upstairs at the Grace Darling. Okay, well that's definitely a nod to heritage you've got, because that was where the club was formed. That was where the club was formed. You've got the Grace. You've got the Caring Bush, which we've yeah. just discussed, which is sort of going through a little bit of an identity crisis right now. Uh, and we've got the Yorkshire Stingo, which That's is right. where we're headed right now. Now, I can, the Stingo. I, I've got to say, before we, before we actually dive into the Stingo, um, I want to take you back to Collingwood's, I'm calling this Collingwood's dark history of, 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 of pubs and hotels. Right. Do you recall the Beach Hotel? Oh yeah, I mean, that, was, that was a big investment. That was a big Park. investment. That was a big Gary Pert, <laughs> and I think it's pertinent to talk about um, Gary Pert given his now. Is he the CEO of Melbourne? Yeah. Okay. So his big investment was to buy a, a number of pokey joints. I think there was one in Ringwood. There was one in 
I don't know, Lilydale, yeah. coaching horses or something like that. And then, of course, the big, I think it was $8 million acquisition of the Beach Hotel oh, the, uh, down on, is it Kerford the, Road in Albert Park? The, or the right? misplaced millions on cutting Trelaw and yeah. others pale, pale in, insignificance, insignificance to the, compared to the Beach to the Hotel. corporate wheelings and dealings of one Mr. Gary no. Pert, who White when he crime. wasn't um, chastising uh, Travis Cloak for parking his pink Hummer in, on Gary Pert's uh, <laughs> car space and penalising him mm. was all about these kind of crazy ass, you know, it's akin to like crypto right now, isn't it? In terms of the crash of, um, oh, walking past here, yeah, axe throwing. Yeah. Maniacs axe throwing. Um, and... Yeah, so yeah. there's a bit of a history there with Collingwood. And also, do you remember, I was, I was looking into this stuff in the, in the lead up to today's pod, because I wanted to touch on it just quickly, was Peter Dacos's um, sort of er, early to mid-90s foray into pub ownership. Right, well, it is one of the tried and tested pathways for an ex-player, along with all the others we've so often mentioned, the uh, pop-up Chapel Street clothing line the Italian restaurant with oversized portions, and of course the publican Yeah, was Dakes' choice. Well, do you, do you remember? It didn't go down too what well. Did he, what, which pub? Uh, he, had, he had three or four pubs. Let me, let me, let me look this up. I, I actually made a note of this. One was in Williamstown. Okay. Okay, and there was another one that was in Carlton, I believe. Uh, anyway, the, the long story short is um, he went bankrupt. So okay. it he didn't go so well. It didn't go too well. So it was his final hotel interest. Um, I think he now actually I should I should rephrase that. He narrowly avoided bankruptcy by selling two of his Melbourne pubs at a loss. And this was around the time that he was sacked from so Collingwood. So around ninety four. Did he buy the building? He bought the building. Wow. Yeah. So this was ninety four. This is where I guess you could do it, right? You could you could probably pull that off. But he owed creditors. He owed the ANZ Bank around 1.25 million. Yeah. Um, and I think given Dacos, that's pretty heavy. Given Dacos, and back in the day, that's a lot more than it is. It's today. a lot of money back in 1994. But I imagine if he got a bank manager who was a Collingwood fan, there could have been just a bit of leniency there, and just maybe a, a, a write-off of, right. of such. But we don't know actually what went in. But the Collingwood kind of storied history of pub ownership isn't as bright in, in recent eras. However, there's this pub. There's this, the Yorkshire Stingo, which the history of this one is, is, is pretty impressive as well. So let, let's dive into that one as well. We walk in here. Here it is. So we're just pulling up to the Yorkshire Stingo on foot. Now, one of the reasons I'm excited about this is because believe it or not, I've never set foot in Okay, right, yeah. Ever. And I'm interested into as to whether it still maintains some of that heritage or whether it's thoroughly gentrified. We're about yeah. to find out. All right, well, it's currently hissing down right about now. So let's oh, a beautiful... Hoddle Street's uh, in its all its splendid glory. Let's, let's get inside. Good podcasting on Hoddle. Just listen to that beautiful, rainy... Oh, yeah, it's a good even. sign. Look, it's a good sign already. We're home. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Yeah, Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Wants had five bounces, nearly get another one. 
Oh. He's the smartest guy on the team. Because we don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Hey, how are you, brother? Good. Good, good, good. Oh, has to be a beer, right? Oh, it's happy. Have a good time. Five dollar schooner. Uh, nice. Five dollar, yeah. It's a good cool. size beer. It's a schooner. Let's rip in. Let's rip in. size beer, I would suggest. Is it any, any anything here? I'm uh, gonna get a, a new towner, please. And I'll go. I'll go the natural lager. Where's the um, the Collingwood uh, Museum? The, the shrine to, to, to the pies. Do we, do we have so, it? I think you're thinking of the Caringbush Hotel. Yeah, no, we were just there. I mean, that's Yeah, and not... they took it down. <laughs> they, they used to manage there. Yeah. And then when the new owners took it in, they took away all the shit. So when what, I was managing there, they had the, the Legends Room with all the Yeah, room. and what did they do with that stuff? Really? No way. Right. Everyone's come like, where is it? I go, no, there was someone in between. You have to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it back. Yeah. Yeah, some of that shit. Yeah. Lot of old sign shit. We'll fix you up for this. I fixed him up. Oh, it's already done. Great. Cheers, man. The purpose management provider. Cheers. Yeah, nice. All right, let's go find the spot. So just looking around, we've got we've got a couple of clusters of Collingwood fans already. Ah, oh, more. So I, feel like, I feel like Glenn Moriarty is going to burst in here at any <laughs> second with a um, with the content we, team. And we would be starstruck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've got some really cool old old school beer and cigarette paraphernalia mm -hmm. rocking around. Um, Dining room out the back. Um, Melbourne bitter. Concrete floor. Oh, this is a bit schmicker. All right, we're walking in here. We've got the classic sort of Italian style Campari. Um, what would you call it? Art, it's mm. kind of that 60s, 70s, 80s yeah, sort of aperitif art, which looks good. We've got we've got a roaring fire. Holy shit! We've this is the dining room, right? We've got a stage, but it looks to be pretty book solid. Mm. But mm. I don't, it's a kind of a bit of a combination of old and new, isn't it? I've got to say something to you too. Like you know, you know when Collingwood's doing well, is you see all like everyone's rocking the merch, like everyone is wearing the shit. Everyone's wearing the shit. There's a collective half smile on Collingwood fans faces at the moment where there's a knowing smile mm. where we've all been on this ride together now mm. we're we're 10 we're mm. 10 in to this incredible ride hoping to make it 11 tonight yeah and there's a bit of a wink and a nod and a bit of a, a sense of camaraderie growing um, as it is in the rooms you've got yeah. to say with the kids and the families and the vibe vibrant. and vibrancy yeah. it is it is the question I have is a Collingwood sort of themed or, or a, a hotel that leans into Collingwood history, is that detrimental to business? Is that, does that actually it's too niche. put off yeah. a large, like, because, you know, it's, it's a bit different with, with the NBA where you kind of support players and you yep. can support teams, but you're like, you know, you're kind of into the whole traveling show that which is the NBA. Whereas with, with football, Tribal. we're not going to get many Carlton supporters to a, a Collingwood kind of bolt hole or we're not going to get... Um, yeah, and the other factor is, I don't know about you, but I don't particularly like it when... I wouldn't go to a Richmond pub if it was like no. fucking just full depth no, out, you wouldn't, complete would you? bullshit Richmond thing. And, but even Adrian when you're talking about like the, the style of interaction in a pub, for instance, when a mate says let's meet at the Cricketers Arms, yes. I always kind of 
it's too busy. Roll the eyes. I'm always yeah. like, my beer is still half full and yeah. I've kind of got to rush to make the first siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, too far. It's quite hectic. So my, my perfect footy pub is probably a long, a slightly longer stroll. Like okay. the Stingo. Mm. Or like the Union Club Hotel from the ground. So you're not necessarily like rammed yes. with supporters. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you can kind of collect a few on the way, you know, like, you know, as, you, as you're kind of strolling towards the G, you know, you kind of, you, it's a slow build for excitement. You kind of, you know, mm. when you stop at a light and there's like a couple of Collingwood supporters there and you go to the next light and there's mm. more and it sort of builds a little bit of antici anticipation. So I'll ask you this question. Yeah. We're building a dream football pub from scratch. Yeah, okay. We are. We what, are we? what makes the ultimate... Funded by the footy hard hordes. You've said you've said carpet, which I think is a good start. All good pubs have carpet. All good, all good. Yeah, maroon carpet. Uh, <laughs> open fire. Open fireplace. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Not not these new fires that you know they're the fake ones. Yeah. You know they look real, but no, you, you no, light them up. The gas 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 log fire. Oh, no. I, th I think. And they've yeah, got a gas log, haven't they? I think it's a gas. Oh, log, Oh, you're yeah. kidding me. But it's a really right. good okay. one. Yeah, it's it a good looking me. one. It's it had you. Look, I think the decor mm. is is really important. So the sound capturing qualities of the carpet yep. create warmth and intimacy, oh. and then the decor does too on the walls. And yep. you want um, images on the walls that are too esoteric for an American to understand. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Pat Pat McAfee? No, what's his name? Yeah, you Pat want Pat Mc McAfee to <laughs> just be absolutely discombobulated in the perfect football park. Yep. Yelling and screaming and off his nut. And I'm going to say something which mm. might might sound counterintuitive. You don't yeah. want big flat screen TVs. Really? Do you want you want <laughs> you want 32 inch? Okay. To clarify, black and I'm, white. I'm not talking about jobs. A, I'm not talking about a footy pub where you um, yeah. go to watch the game. I'm talking about a footy pub where you go on the way to the game. Okay. And you want a TV in there? Jeez, we're not going to make much money off this one. <laughs> This is going to be a loss this leader. Like, this is a this loss leader. Huge in 1947. This is what you call a loss leader. So you have your other pubs which are bringing in the, you know, you have your beach, your beach hotel. This one's your, beach this is your pet nothing. project. Yeah, this is your pet project. So no screens. Yep, got it. Okay. No screens, but a massive pokey section. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, big. <laughs> no, that was big. a joke. Yeah, um, two story. Look, local beers. Uh, we're flying in the face of everything I'm saying. Um, we're drinking Sydney beer in a pub, mm. in, in an area of the pub, which is polished concrete floors. But yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into a good pub. Yeah. But most of all, um, you want cozy because you're you going want to the pub in July, August. It's, it's August you now. You want comfort. We're in the pits. You want you It's want like comfort. a big, warm cardigan. It's like a hug. Oh my gosh. Alex, I don't know why it took Gil McLaughlin so long. And look, Gil's up to his neck in some shit at the moment with the Adelaide debacle. But finally, Collingwood, back on Broadway, Friday Night Lights, wrapped right. 85,000 expected at the MCG. Tell, tell me why Friday night, Collingwood playing, MCG, big crowd is the jam. Right, well, first of all, we're not, we're genuinely not used to the feel no. of congregating on a Friday. We used to be. We've been given these... We've been weaned off it. ...bum-ass time slots. Sunday nights. Look, I must say, the build-up for this particular Friday night is probably one of the bigger build-ups that we've it's massive, had isn't it? really yeah. Yeah. in the last 
in the last few years, mm, big, actually. Yeah. Because there's this obvious dynamic where the media is constantly doubting us. Yes, and I'm looking at you, Joey Montagna, who <laughs> has like this like kind of churlish, cherubic face whenever Collingwood comes up because yeah. he just can't stand giving any credit to the club. But we're 10 on the trot. Yeah. Um, and there's still this really strong narrative about how we're Making up the we're numbers. lucky. Making up the numbers. We're papering over cracks. Yeah. Um, and that eventually we're going to get, like, the real Collingwood's going to come out when we get Merge. exposed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know about you, but um, we should just quickly do our max match prediction now. Yeah. And we don't want to dwell on this because the listener will be... No, will let's be do it. Let's do it right now. Quite hard after the fact. You, you will yeah, know. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know the result. Exactly you know the result. Happened. But we're, we're normally on the, on, the, on the pulse when it comes to this. Right. You don't you, know my prediction? I do. Tell me. Draw. Get out. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be a draw. And that's because... Melbourne's playing good football. Yeah. Collingwood's playing good football. Both great teams. Draw. All right. Okay. Low scoring. Low scoring. Probably only about thirty-five or forty odd points each. You know, remember those? Remember those really low scoring matches during COVID? Some weird ones. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be forty-two points all. Wow. Draw. If I was to place a bet, Damo, not yep. a betting man, I'd be forty plus on the pies. No way. I've seen these like one quarter. I'm, I'm shit, you know. I've seen these like one quarters of brilliance. Yeah. Where we absolutely dominate a side. Uh, we saw it against Essendon, but yep. we haven't been able to kind of sustain that for a full four quarters. No way. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. time we played Melbourne, it was very close to a, a, a four quarter performance, or at yep. least. But we kept on missing at the start. I'm putting it out there. We hit form now, and we romp at home. All right. Right. And this is going to age really badly. This is going to. This is good. <laughs> if we lose, we'll see. Hey, is Howe playing? Yeah, Howe got okay. up and my okay. check got up. Okay, right. So, massive ins. Oh, well, let's talk about the ins. So, yeah. this is not just um, for tonight's game, but for the rest of the season. I'm interested, Damo, hmm. and you've made comment on this before. Shoot. How big an out is Taylor Adams for the rest of the home and away season? Or do you think that oh, yeah. it's a blessing in disguise? Because you've had some mixed opinions about, about the little nugget. Controversial, I think. I think no. I th this is my this is my stance on on Taylor Adams at the moment. I don't think he hurts us as much in the home and away season. So, losing Taylor Adams for the next three games is it? Well, they're hoping that he can come back. For let's first let's say week let's, of let's let's say it's just the remainder of the home and away season. Right. I actually think we play a faster, better game of football without Taylor Adams. However, mm. When it comes to finals, the clinch. That's when someone like Taylor Adams sort of bubbles to the surface, and that's when you need when in, un really in and under yeah. a someone who's just going to throw their head over the ball. Stoppage games. Stoppage game, in yeah. and out, like dispose, clean disposal, slick ball movement doesn't really happen. We know finals is a defensive, right. but grand finals are one based on on team defense, and, right. yeah. and they can be quite low scoring affairs. So I think. I think it's all good. Wrap him up in cotton wool, get that groin or abductor muscle or mm. Achilles right. Adductor, um, give yeah, him a, a spell. A Let him work on some um, on some kicking, some some accuracy drills maybe down at the old Lexus Centre and uh, bring in some bring in some of these young guns. I do think mm. as we're planning our assault on the finals, it's okay to bring in, you know, or to, to give someone like Carmichael more time in the middle. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of I think bolster that's the, that That's that the list. silver lining, is Carmichael in the 22. I think that Melbourne last week bullied Fremantle uh, in the contest. Mm. And I think that 
losing Taylor Adams, you know, could kind of add to some problems in that department. But I do think Carmichael is, is a good in. So it's not, Taylor Adams isn't the worst sort of member of our leadership group to No, it's a weird one. It's, it's a weird one. I'd rather have him uh, fit and firing, but yep, it's, absolutely. there could no be doubt. a silver lining. So, Tamo, there's been some hard news during the week. Shoot. Let's, let's yeah. get into... Um, Big news. The Cox extension. So, one thing I like about... Cox um, extension. <laughs> the extended <laughs> Cox. Extended so, Cox. Um, one thing I like about um, extensions is the good extensions need to be triggered. Um, yeah. You know, the, can, I, why, can I just say this is fucking crazy? We keep we keep hearing about Cox extending his career at Collingwood based on these like must play X amount of games triggers. Why isn't everyone on that shit? Why isn't like well, Grundy the, and Dugowie on yeah, triggers? Well, like, isn't, doesn't obvious, that make sense? For an obvious reason, because if Pendlebury, in the height of his powers, is on a trigger and yeah. then he gets a he gets a long-term injury. That's like a bonus structure he, at work, he isn't it? He doesn't trigger it. It's like a bonus structure at work. You do well, you get... It's, in, it's an incentive, obviously, but it's an incentive for average players to play well enough to contribute to the team. I get it, that, it's but apply trigger, that to everyone. A trigger clause is mm. basically saying, we want you to play well, but we're not totally confident you will. We don't think you will, yeah. Anyway, he's triggered, he's triggered the, the, uh, the extension, which, which I'm really yeah, great. chuffed about. Now, my question for you, Damon, How old is, is he, 32? No, yeah, he's, he's, he's early 30s. Mm. My question to you is, what's the trigger for the Pie Heart extension? Um, <laughs> because we're waiting every year for... Um, an indication right. from the masses yeah. or some kind of like yeah, good godly sunbeam yeah. from above to, to give us that impetus to move forward yeah. another year. Yeah. What, what are we waiting for in terms of our trigger? Yeah, I, I think I think it's cadence of pods. I think I think in the past we've been sort of unfairly or maybe fairly criticised for our lack of sort of a weekly podcast. I think we've 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 we have addressed that for the most part this season. Strung a few together. I think rhythm and flow is up there. So I think I think it deserves a, a an additional sort of I wouldn't say a year, but maybe a six month extension. Right, right. <laughs> we're not talking we're not talking a, a long extension, but I think we I think we could potentially go through the first half of next season See, based I, on current form. Uh, yeah, and then we get triggered. Well, we're not again. ready to retire. Let's just let's just, let's just agree. Are we agreeing on that? See, I reckon. Um, okay, maybe not. We're in. A, <laughs> okay. Look, we're hoping. Here we go. The fiftieth, fiftieth, and final episode of Pie Hard. Damo, um, we're hoping for a seven-year. Yeah. Or the fourteen-year. Yeah, yeah. The Brody, Godfather. The Brody we want extension. The Godfather, fourteen year. We want Jeff Brown to pick up that goddamn phone for once. But what I will say is, when we get a, when we land uh, big fish interviews, and we've had a few of them, they immediately after the there's an afterglow, yeah, and we is, feel is. great about what yeah, we do good. because we're bringing. We're bringing this, these stories and these, these artefacts of culture back to the Pie Hard Legions mm. and it feels like we have a purpose. So I'm going to say the trigger extension is to do another, another big interview yeah, uh, between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. And if we land one, okay. well, you've got us for another year. Let's do it, Leon Davis, if you're listening. Le um, yeah. we're, Leon lining, we're lining you up for them. Let's, let's keep Le moving. Leon did not reply to my birthday yeah, letter no, years ago and he has not I replied know, to our know, missives. Leon. Yeah, Leon. Leon, come on, man. Leon, we know you saw it. We know you saw it. Um, Let's talk about. So we've talked about Cox extending. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Oliver Henry. Yeah, interesting one, Damo. It's. I would. It's just. It just sounded a note of caution to me that yeah. Ollie Henry's contract negotiations have 
look, I wouldn't say stalled, but they've been strung out a little bit longer than usual. Because what we're used to, Damo, is for young players to basically bow down and be grateful for any extension yeah. they get. It's like, take just it. sign the dotted line. Yeah, 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 You've right. got Graham Wright with his yeah. brown yeah. paper bag. They've got, no, they've got no leverage, do they? They've got no leverage. Yeah. Take the brown paper take, bag. Take the money. And just be yeah. grateful that yeah. we you're going to play AFL football. Be, be grateful you're not working behind football. the bar at the Yorkshire Stingo. Exactly. That's what we're used to. But my question for you is, mm. with the... And we've, we've heard, you know, secondhand that yep. there are some, I guess, rumblings that maybe Ollie Henry hasn't believes or his management believes that yep. the offer isn't high enough monetarily or in mm. terms of you know visi contracts or whatever kind of extracurricular yeah. things the club can offer yeah so he's holding out a little bit and we expect him to sign but my question is is this an indication that free agency culture is is finally yeah. biting into those yeah, kind of younger echelons of yeah. the league because we've we've witnessed some changes in free agency the way older players move between clubs but once younger players start to believe in their own worth and you start to move towards that American kind of system. Has a bit of Nick Davis about it, doesn't it, this one? Nick Davis, yeah, that's a good question. Has good a bit shout. of Nick Davis about it. Um, yeah, I think, look, if you look at the general population, um, if you've ever been involved in hiring, the dynamic has really shifted. The young people looking for work and coming in and, and, and going through that hiring process, they're almost the ones doing the interview. Right. Now, what are you going to offer me? What are you going to give me? What's your approach to holiday leave? What's your approach to um, mental health, mental wellness, wellness breaks? Yeah, right. To bean bags. paternity, beanbags. How many beanbags? Um, yeah. Gym memberships, Spotify vouchers. What are you going to give me? Yeah, it and used I think to be like, where will I get any free booze at the Yorkshire Stingo? Or... Well, it used to be, can I please have a job to right. like, yeah. Fuck it, you know. Yeah, I'm doing. It. The, I've got the crypto shit kicking on. I'm, I'm all good. But if yeah. you can, if you can tempt me, I may accept they've the offer in, to join your company. They've been empowered, and I can't help thinking in the which Henry. is great, which is great. But that's we're seeing that we've seen that cascade. We're seeing that bubble down into this new um, generation of, of footballers. And so Ollie Henry is probably out there asking a, a, a whole number of clubs. What um, you know, Friday lunch offer? Well, slight blasphemy, but I do wonder and I worry that clubs like Geelong, who have long made a strong play on cultural mm. grounds mm. and lifestyle grounds, mm. they all live in Torquay and they yeah. have this balance. I do wonder whether the tug of his brother down the highway, down could the highway, be a, an element, and also his brother in his ear going like, "Look," because Ollie Henry is just that. Is that type of player who yeah. the ceiling looks to be pretty high, very high. So it, he would be attracting some conversations. Just, from other just clubs. stop you there. We've got um, 20 minutes left of this happy hour, so we, we should we should order. I will say, if if he is going to leave, he'll leave now. He's he's most gettable at this point of his career. If he hangs around, if he signs another year or two, we'll see his we'll see his worth. Come to the fore, and Collingwood won't let him go. Now he's—he'll be like a barnacle. Now he's sort of floating around in the sea a little bit. He yep. could be picked off. Yep. He could be picked off. And this—if I was—if I was another team, blasphemy. Yeah. He is gettable, especially Geelong. Yeah. Playing with his brother, he was a Geelong fan growing up. I think they're all from Geelong, shit like that. So we need the barnacle to Surf. attach itself to the hull. We need a. Of we need a piano cruise. We need a fat. Yeah, we need yeah. a we need this thing stuck on like stuck on. Yeah, barnacled, like barnacled. a scab 
on the Barnacle keel. Barnacle like a bitch on the keel. Um, and, you know, maybe it's a lure of, you know that, you know in Tullamarine they created that sort of wave pool? Have you ever seen that one? It's called Urban Surf. Yeah, yeah. Maybe unlimited vouchers to urban surf. If he, if he can't get him down to the Geelong coast, maybe it's... Maybe it's well, his curtains... Let's think a little bit laterally on this one, Graham, his right? His curtains do look a bit point grey. They do look a bit... Can we just say, can we, can we move before we place this next order from Ollie Henry potentially leaving Collingwood to Jamie Elliott, who plays his 150th game, and I just want to say a remarkable achievement. Yes. Talk about quality over quantity. Has he become the most loved Collingwood player? He he of the is just team he's heart and soul. He came out this recently. week and he yep. was like, I want to be a pie for life. He has rebuked offers from Melbourne. He's rebuked offers from Brisbane. You could argue in their in their kind of pinnacle, Melbourne yeah. Brisbane. You know, within a within a within a, a reach of a of, of a premiership, certainly for Melbourne, yeah, they converted shown, that. Shown he has shown enormous loyalty, loyalty, and to, to be the Collingwood fair, Football Club through his um, and Collingwood has shown him loyalty through his injury travails. Yeah, Collingwood has yeah, stuck yeah, with yeah, him, stuck and, with and it, him. it's 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 paying. I think he's super tight with Darcy Moore. I think I think they've got something there, Brody Grundy. I think there's something kind of within that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a big call. Can yeah. I make a big call on Brody Grundy as you well? You can. He will come out. Right. In the next month. Okay. And quit. Offer. No. A reduced salary. Ah, uh, see, this is the third to option. To stay at that, Collingwood. This is the third option. I think is interesting. He's gonna, he's, the, of this he's well. the type of guy that will understand that that decision. Yeah. Will make him even if it's even if it's hundred k. Yeah. Even if it's fuck all. Even if it does nothing to really clear the books, will make him. A Collingwood hero for life, and take a lot of the shit off his back, like a lot of that sort of, and they'll just you know that pent up shit that you have with. I with agree. Collingwood fans have with Brady massive Grundy. burden, massive by, burden by the burden of the. the it just sends really. a really powerful message, and I think they'll if just I was give his, him a pub when he retires. If I was his PR manager or his agent, right, I would be suggesting that would be not not the worst move he could do exclusive. to this slash two hundred and fifty thousand dollars off his contract. Exclusive. This is massive. This big is big. Cool. And I like it. I quote, like it a lot. Quote me on that one. It, it solves the PR crisis. It solves the criticism of him, and it solves the list management debacle. I'm going to order a drink. Great. Okay. Do you want the same? Do you want the same? Well, you just sort of here. I'll keep on talking to you. No service area. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll just sit here by myself. Ah, oh, very nice. Thanks, yeah. mate. What hey, did you get I, there? Guess what? I found the Collingwood. Um, war room. It's around the corner. So there is one. There's like a signed "Rest in Peace, Billy Pickin" jumper. Not, not the urinal. No, not the urinal. Before the, just opposite the urinal. And there is a massive frame celebrating the four peat, the machine. Right. So there you go. Well, so I'm surprised the guy didn't say that when we came in here. Was like, "Where's the Collingwood shit?" So Damo, another news this week. Um, yeah. Sure. Now we love the Spice Merchant. Oh um, God! Did we ever? One of those players who. For those I, who don't understand the Spice Merchant reference, this is of course right. Tom Langdon, yeah, uh, the son of Chris Langdon, who founded uh, Langdon Ingredients in Derrimut, Victoria, okay. which is basically, um, I think they're global now, but they were for a long time Australia's largest uh, spice and accoutrements merchant, dealing in all saffron, like travelling to all parts of the globe to bring Red Australians. Gold. Red gold. Red gold to bring Australians the most Beauty. elaborate sort of uh, spices, peppers, right. salts, and mustards uh, that well, this beautiful earth has to offer. Could easily be called the condiment king. 
Tom's a legend, really. He is, he's he one is, of those yeah. players who con continually got injured yeah. there towards the end. But um, one of the, one of those players that we talk about this a lot, but would could be here now on this couch talking shit about Collingwood, oh, having he, a beer. More to the point, he could be playing still. Could be still playing. Yeah, he could be playing under the bright lights tonight, yeah. but he's not. So his brother, Fredo. Ed. Fredo. Fredo Langdon. Fredo Langdon's taking the limelight mm, mm. Um, in Ed's absence, and he's come out this week and just tell me what your first kind of impression of these comments are from, um, this is currently yep. listed, a player yep. playing in a game tonight. You don't hear this stuff very no. often. So he's come out and said, there's certainly a plan in place. Without giving away too much, it's not too dissimilar to what we did to Frio last week. Our defence is definitely our biggest strength, and to be honest, we pride ourselves on making Friday night games pretty boring to watch for spectators. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. Oh, that's on brief. They've nailed that one. Yeah, good luck, mate, like against Collingwood. We don't play a boring game. They, Collingwood, are sort of all duck, no dinner, in a sense that if they're playing fast footy on their terms, they're a very hard team to stop. But they're a bit of a one-trick pony at times. Can I just say, all, all, all duck, no dinner, is it 1912? Like, have you, has anyone ever used that goddamn saying I don't saying know what that means. This century? Because that means that if you've got all duck, don't you have a dinner? I don't get I it. Think it's, I think it's either or. You've either got duck or you've got no duck. I'm happy, for, I'm happy with duck for dinner. I'll yeah, put it out there. I've got nothing against duck. If, Collingwood's game, if Collingwood's game plan yeah. is a beautifully crispy skinned oh, Szechuan Cantonese duck, duck yeah. Yeah, with a bit of hoisin. then yeah. we're basically going to bring home the flag, all right? So all all duck, no dinner. I'm just like, is this how this guy talks? Because like, he's, what, 22? They've I mean, are there any, is there anyone all, out there talking about using all duck, no dinner in any type of conversation? Tom, Tom used to get shit from Collingwood players for frequenting Arcadia, which we know is a pub right. which is yeah, South Yarra, is a it? hot spot in South Yarra Punt for ex-Melbourne grammar yeah, that's sorts. Right, and right, yeah. I reckon both of them are Melbourne grammar boys. And, you know, you get a bit of that kind of cultural yeah. je ne sais pas. Yeah, not, look, not, not to our taste. It's a funny one with Ed Langer. I don't mind, I don't mind the... Um, I don't mind the arrogance i don't mind the trash talking i don't mind the pomp i think it's good for the game i yeah. think you know as 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 kind of proponents of, of of showmanship and marketing in australian rules football we don't see enough of it and when we see it i, I think it's good i think it's, it's i think it's I've healthy for the say. game however i find it completely disingenuous i feel like this is a plant he's a plant he's like an industry plant you know in like music you have like an artist who's i think it puts pressure on them i reckon the afl's paid him to say that I'm, I'm totally well, with has. you on the fact that to my, sell tickets. my reaction isn't this anger is a, or recrimination. This is a ticket-selling ploy. I love the um, comment insofar as we don't hear these public barbs on the day no, of the game or day no. before a game, and especially has, a big game. Has Collingwood responded? Well, this is the thing. is This gives Collingwood the opportunity to respond. Yeah, but they haven't. On the field. Yeah. That's the whole no, point. No, no, no. Now, okay, will Fly, will Fly McRae mention it during the pregame to his players? No. I'm, I'm going to say yes. He won't. He's going to say, boys, we, we love fucking crispy skin duck. I don't know we who Ed Langan is. In these Langan pancakes. Is. You know, we, we have these, um, what did I say a few weeks ago? The nil, nil, the nil duck, the right? The nil duck, yeah. Nil. Nil, sorry. Nil. All right, Damo, so we've, we've covered some big hard-hitting issues for, for this week. Uh, stick around, listeners, because we're only partway through this one. We're oh. going to oh, yeah. we're gonna eat some grub, so yeah. you hear about that. We're going we're gonna to do, do a doggy bag of Nepalese goat. Smuggle it into the ground and smear it on Ed Langdon's features. Stay tuned. 
excitement builds. There's something about seeing the MCG light towers appear through the bald branches yeah. of another torrid winter. And there's this glow around the light towers. And there's the occasional tiny seagull just getting in early, getting in early for the, bite. the scraps to come. The Friday night rite of passage from the pub to MCG is one of the most splendid things, isn't it? Yeah, it's gorgeous. And can I just say, we all know the setting for tonight. Melbourne is desperate to convert this into some kind of like fully fledged rivalry. Right. Whereas for us, it's like, again, it's a Friday night. Which like, is the context behind the Ed Langdon You could go see comics. a movie, you could go see a movie, you could go out for dinner. Yeah. You, you could. could work on that, that project that you've Thesis. been- Yeah, that, well, I was going to say a painting job or some yeah, kind of yeah, like home painting. renovation thing. Yeah. But yeah, it could be a thesis. But for Melbourne, <laughs> they're desperately, they're desperate to turn this into some kind of big thing. And we, yeah, we touched on Ed Langdon's comments. We won't go on it again, but oh, all right. Well, that could have been After the end you, of you, sir. Mate. After you. Woo. Damn so where are we? Situate the listener. We're in East. We're in East Melbourne. Yeah, we're um, walking through the leafy. Is this Clarendon Street? No, the, Simpson Street. The leafy enclave of East Melbourne. You don't, see many, you don't see many abandoned shopping trolleys in East Melbourne. That's Elm one. Elm trees, That's yeah. One, one shopping. Elm trees galore. Um, beautiful Victorian architecture, of course. Um, and that passage up towards the hill of Jollymont. Now. Damo, it's our 50th episode. Mm. Now, we haven't talked massive. much on this yet. No, massive. I must say, um, when we were at episode seven, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were up against it. Well, eight, don't forget, number eight was, that, that was when, I think it was a, um, an esteemed professor from Harvard had coined the term pod fade. Right, yeah. And that was that after the, up, up until the eighth episode yeah. of a podcast is normally when it dies out, when it fizzles. Yeah, sure. When it fades. And by some minor miracle. Yeah, we pushed. People started listening. We pushed. And there's something about seeing the data, uh, seeing the numbers tick up gradually. Huge, and then huge. Just a little bit, care of your social media now. It's just a little bit of interaction. And then a little bit of cut through with the, that, that wonderful archive of Instagram imagery mm. at first. Um, that archive of Collingwood culture, which yeah. you've so. Yeah, mind brilliantly mined and um, to see the audience grow but now is as good a time as ever episode 50 down yeah. to take a look, look back. back just at a couple why not let's not go too deep I'm very just, forward just... looking at, at pie hard but I yeah. think occasionally we do <laughs> we do we do go back to the old days Damo the question is yeah sure of what all the it? um of all the heavy hitting cult interviews we've we've um had on the podcast yeah. since the beginning yeah What's, what's one of your memories as, as a highlight, uh, culturally? I've had some good ones. I think, I think before, I, before I sort of go back into the archives, I think it's important to note that we've always said pie, pie hard's not for everyone. Mm. And I don't think it's for every player. Like, I don't think, I don't think pie hard resonates or connects with yeah. a lot of the modern players. And that's fine. That's okay. But... One that sort of sticks out for me, one that certainly struck a chord, was actually our first interview mm. with Ben Johnson. Now I think, yeah, of course. I think that was a masterstroke in terms of getting Ben on because Ben. I couldn't believe it when he replied to. Yeah, hey, it was crazy, hey, but but was it Ben. The LinkedIn. Yeah, was it LinkedIn? Was it? Oh my of god. Of all the players, you would oh my suspect god. <laughs> to be on, to not be on LinkedIn. The deep dark oh recesses of LinkedIn. Ben Johnson Chris is Dawes, not one of them. Chris Dawes, yes. <laughs> 
James Clement, probably. He probably, Ben Johnson, maybe not so much. <laughs> Unless there was something, yeah, nefarious going on, but... He didn't know what was happening either. I think he'd been, he he'd been on LinkedIn for a yeah, week. And he he's was, like, who are these guys reaching out? But yeah, he said yes. Of, it, was really good. it was really good because I think, I think, and maybe, maybe it sucked us in a little bit, but Ben Johnson was kind of a, a, an... Uh, he was on point. He was on brand for, for um, Pie Hard because... He was a player that sort of straddled both both eras, yeah. yep. the, the old school era, yep. but also the, the new world order of, of football and the demands. Mm. And we had a great chat, really revealing chat. There was, a, there was a bit that really stuck with me, and that was, and I, I always, I always apply these players through the lens of the modern game. And it was a moment where, you know, Mick Malthouse, I think, I think, look, I'll set it up as best I can. Ben Johnson had been at Collingwood for a while. Mm. His form had dropped off. He was looking inward. I think he was really um, not happy at the with the club. I don't think he was performing. I don't think it was going well. Right. And he had a meeting with Mick Malthouse. And we love, we always ask players for their stories about Mick Malthouse. Because Mick Malthouse is just this crazy sort of splinter-esque figure. We always want to know <laughs> yes. what he's like and what he, what he talks and yes. what and happened Ben Johnson actually. was Michelangelo. Just doesn't like anchovies. Ben Johnson was... Um, yeah, he's absolutely Michelangelo, right? And he went in and he said to Mick, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's right here. I don't think it's working out. Um, I'm not happy and I don't... I don't and know. his form was probably pretty rough pretty at that time. shit at that time, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he said that. And so Mick we're talking like late 2000s, before... It is probably... Yeah. I mean, we're going to play it. We're going to play it, right? But I'm, I'm thinking it was around 2009 or 2008. Yeah. Yeah, so he'd, he'd kind of, he, he wasn't a young player within the Collingwood Football Club at that point. He was kind of moving into more of a senior, a senior player. And yeah, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Ben talk through it. But it was, just, it, was an, it was a great moment of a coach just between the eyes calling a fucking player out and saying, you're full of shit. <laughs> fucking, this is you. Yeah. Do something about it. Let's have a listen. After 06, 07, you know, I started to, myself personally, you know, lost a little bit of interest with footy. And then uh, 2008 was just a sh real shit year for me. Um, you know, outside of footy, everything, I was okay. Everything was fine. But just, I just got a little bit bored with footy. And um, I suppose what, what got me back on track at the end of that year, Mick, um, he basically pulled me into his office at the end of the year, and, and I had a real shit year, mm. and um, and I really didn't want to play, and I couldn't be bothered. And you know, Mick's talking to me, and um, I basically said, "Oh, well, you trade me if you want." And he goes, "Stop feeling sorry for yourself, you weak prick." Like, mm. look me right in the eye and said that, and um, literally, mate. Like, I went for a whole year and a half of, you know, really didn't care a whole lot. All it took was them words and him looking in the eye and then me having a look at myself and going, oh, geez, he's right. I was, I was being a soft car. And um, really, that, that's when I started to go, right, I'm going to have a crack at this. Getting older, want to win a premiership, and um, yeah, that's about it. So I can't see, <laughs> I can't see Fly McRae yeah. calling Brody Grundy a, a soft cock. But the brilliant thing about it is that 
yes, it's of a bygone era, so we celebrate that nostalgically. Mm. But it's also smacks of that emotional EQ that Malthouse has yeah. to know what each player, what their 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 kind of buttons are. And to those press players them. speak with such reverence. Oh yeah. Of Mick Malthouse. Full father figure. Day. Full father figure. And so there's something to be said for that. Yeah, that 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 era, but also the ability for Malthouse to hit him between the eyes, deliver something like that, which I would argue turned Johnson around. Yeah. And turned him into a premiership Collingwood. And football. he would argue. I think it was I a, think he would say, it was right? a turning yeah. point for him. And fantastic. And and a legend of a club by virtue of not only his whole career, but the fact that he's forever a premiership. Yeah, we've got to, we've, we've got to say too, we always we see Ben Johnson a lot in the President's Club. Like he takes up that offer. I think we asked him too, <laughs> didn't we? We weekly, said weekly. We said, Do you ever go, get to Collingwood games? And he said, Yeah, 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 quite a bit. Yeah. He's in there every goddamn week. He, Drinking he, Crown Lager. Ben Johnson has getting fucked up. 17 beers a week. Yeah. And they are all They're all on the Collingwood free. dime. They're all <laughs> on the Collingwood dime. One of my favourite moments, staying away from past interviews, was do you remember Luke Ball? I do remember Luke Ball, yeah. Very How memorable. Could I forget Luke Ball? How could you forget? One of the reasons that I remember the Luke Ball uh, interview in particular is A, because, and listeners won't know this, but the data shows that it's our most listened to ever episode. And I think there was that much intrigue around the coaching search at the time. And Luke Ball was on the panel. He was on the panel, wasn't he? Yeah. That people. It was the trip tyke, wasn't it? It was the, it was the much loved premiership pie. It was the man responsible for the selection of Fly McRae. Yeah. And what was the third one? Just a smart magpie. Oh, just a, a very <laughs> clever man. Yeah. And um, the yep. thing that I remember about that is we asked him about the coach search mm. and at one stage he almost tried to lie to us but he decided not to. But yeah, yeah. There was this certain smugness in the way, in his inner confidence. Yeah, he him knew. He and knew. The, and the panel, he knew. including Licker and, and, and whoever else, Graham Wright, yep. they, they knew. Yeah. They now knew. He, he'd been drilled by some seasoned... Um, professional journalists in in his time no doubt as a, right. as a premiership footballer but i don't think he was prepared for the line and level of questioning that was directed his way about this coach no, he was taken by, by surprise he was one. shocked because we always preface everything by saying it's really lighthearted we're just you yeah, know yeah, yeah, a yeah, bit of fun yeah, yeah. but then we hit them then hard between them. the yeah, eyes yeah, then, we, Bang. then we drill them yeah anyway it was a fantastic uh, moment where i just remember the confidence of luke spilled yeah. out kind of emanated uh, into us yeah. and <laughs> From yep. that moment, I gotta say, from that moment, yep. right through to this moment a year later or, or so, yeah. there was a in a belief the day. in us yep. that we got from Luke, um, and it's been vindicated. So, good on you, Luke. Let's have a listen. We feel like we, you know, we got a really, really good candidate for the, from the for the job. In particular, over the last couple of years, with what's happened, um, we've seen a, a real shift in, in a coach's uh, need to have that that really strong emotional intelligence and ability to. Um, put themselves out there a bit, you know, really be open and, and you know, vulnerability. You hear, you hear that term a lot, mm. uh, and really be able to connect with their players on a on a human and and personal level first. So that you know that that's certainly been a big part of it. And then obviously, yeah, with the way um, the way then that he's able to um, to implement a, a game style to that, that suits his his playing group, I, I guess, first and foremost, and again, a game style that's going to be sustainable and uh, and stand up in 
you know, this time of year, the very time of year that we're witnessing at the moment. Clearly, we, we you know, we, we want to be a, a team that, um, that the supporters are, and I think Fly said this in his, in his interview, the supporters are really proud to come and watch week in, week out now. Yep. 80,000 members are going to have a different definition but, uh, of what that means, but I don't know about you, but from my point of view, that, that's a team that's really hard to play against, you know, really hard to play against, tough, um, mm. that make the opposition earn every possession, you know, they're relentless with their pressure. And then when they get it, uh, you know, they, they're they exciting and they move the ball fast and mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, we, still, we, still, we know you've still got to kick a winning score to... Win games at 40. Oh, it gives you chills, doesn't it? So good. It gives you chills. So good. And and uh, look, it's not often that we have a guest on Pie Hard that is smarter no. than us. But I think I think we met our match on that um, cold, blustery, what was it, autumn, <laughs> July night? He says humbly. Where um yeah, we 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 saw we looked at it, we gazed into the Collingwood crystal ball mm. and we saw that the future wasn't dark. No. It wasn't an abyss. It was bright and it was light. And we'd just come off the back of farewelling a, a, a stalwart of the Collingwood Football Club in Nathan Buckley. But Luke Ball mm. gave us a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Glimmer. And didn't we feast on that? Didn't we eat that up, gobble that up like a piece of Saganaki from the we, Yorkshire? We're still you know? feasting on it. We're like still a, a dining. Big, big leg of duck. Like a, like a vulture on a rotting, decaying lioness. All duck. All dinner. All dinner. (laughs) Oh my god. We're just just approaching, what is this, gate three or something? Yeah. The MCG, it's... Good luck with the game demo. Um, I'm going to talk to you in the morning and we're going to compare notes. Great, Alex. Um, It's either going to be the loss we had to have. Yeah. Or the draw. Or the the draw? Yeah. Or lids off. Alright. And I was right. 40 plus points. Alright, Alex. See you on the other side. Good luck, buddy. Go past. Noble, they're running out of time. 30 seconds, still anyone capable of scoring. Collingwood score, it's all over. Melbourne have got possession. This is their last chance. Mark taken by Chris. He'll milk the 30. He's within kicking distance. The umpires will give him the 30. Can you believe it? Collingwood are going to win again. It'll be 11 in a row. 15 for the year. And how unlikely it has been. Look at the excitement. Collingwood have got home in another thriller. Crisp for the crowning glory. The Magpies have won. An absolute thriller. Now, Alex, if you thought that this episode of Pie Hard couldn't get better, not only have we previewed the game against Melbourne, <laughs> we're also going to dive into the post-match because as it happens, the game has happened. I was wrong. I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. It wasn't a draw. What did we win by? Six points? Seven. Or seven? Point, a point okay. after the siren. A point after the siren. Wow. That's right. But, Woo-hoo-hoo. oh, my God, uh, uh, un- unbe- unbelievable, isn't it? Seems. It's a, Seems. Is, are we talking? Are we? Is are we? Are we? Can we say the f word yet? Fuck. No fairy tale. Oh, hello. What are we ready? Is, is this a is this a modern day footballing fairy tale, or is it a little bit too early to call it that? Well, I've got a saucier version than than a fairy yeah. tale. I th- I think we just heard it. Sweet sixteen. <laughs> okay, I knew, I knew you would be going in that direction. Sweet sixteen. Now, 
We know that the I know I know exactly what this means. And and, yeah. and can I just say, get yeah. your mind out of the gutter, Pie Hard <laughs> listeners, because how dare you? How dare you go into that direction? No, I know exactly where you're going, and and please lead me to it and lead our listeners mm. to it. Lolita, played by <laughs> Lolita. Yeah, yeah, something Woody Allen's the, yeah, the blonde yeah. enchantress. No, sweet yes. sweet sixteen, of course, because I believe that is Nick Dacos's current age, and um, <laughs> as any astute. Pie hard mathematician would be well aware. Uh, look, I'll, I'll say this much. Hmm. Before this week, I kind of thought, well, eventually there'll be a loss we need to have. Of course. Right? And you kind of get over that and then you and then you start winning again. I've changed my tune demo. I'm on board. Hmm. Like, toot, toot. I'm, I'm not bloody, like, puffing Billy all the yeah. way through to 16. We know that if we get 16 Ws bandwagon. in a way. You're a, ba- you're, you're a bandwagon jumper because two episodes of Pie Hard ago, <laughs> I made this absolutely outrageous claim that we wouldn't lose another game. And you said, I've put the, I've put the um, mocker on us. I think you, uh, we'd, I'd curse the club. It's true. This was maybe against it. Was it against against Essendon? Credit where credit's due. I said that we can win two over the last four. Now we've no, already no, won welcome, two over the last four and I'm welcome, changing my Welcome tune. aboard. Welcome aboard the bandwagon. It's good to be here. Never too late. Yeah. Never too late. I'm on, baby. Sweet 16. 16 in a row and that's and that's the cup. So Well. But all right. Let's 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 dive straight into yeah, yeah, yeah. a game in the movie, Can't shall wait. we? Yeah. Now I I've got a game in the movie and I, I haven't shared this with you, Alex. At this point, it's still very raw. The game is is still fresh. I actually watched just watched the replay in a pub in South Melbourne. Nice. Um, I'm saving it up, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to jump uh, on too. Now, now I'm going to go through it, but f- feel free to correct. Feel free to come in over the top of right. anything. Um, Hit me. But he- here's my – so, again, segment is game in a movie. It's where we dissect the l- previous rounds of game through the lens of a blockbuster Hollywood movie. Now, we always start with the hero mm. and – oh, jeez. I, I don't know if anyone saw this in the first quarter, but – we normally stand up for a goal or a massive defensive uh, effort. It could be a fist. Mm. It could be a discreet palm across the boundary line. It could be a rush behind. This was a tackle. Now, it's a tackle that was heard around the nation. And I mean, literally and figuratively, it was Braden Maynard. Who else? Not, Who else but Braden but Maynard? the fourth quarter one. You're talking about an earlier one. First quarter, I yeah. said. First, yeah, yeah. Braden Maynard lining up none other than Fredo Langdon. Oh, of course, in the opening one of the moments. most bone-shattering tackles I think I've ever heard. It was it was supplant, it was um it was uh, knocked off first perch by that bone-shaking tackle in the fourth quarter. But yes, I'm talking about the statement, the physical oh, statement, the statement that was made tackle. by Braden Maynard. Look, fuck this. I'm going to go. My hero is Braden Maynard. Will Hoskin Elliott. Uh, Scott Pendlebury, and I think Pylon. someone else just someone just yeah. came, came in very late, just with a uh, with a bit of a uh, a, a size um, twelve and a half Puma grass and cat, I think, which we I think um I think Fredo was smiling underneath the stacks on. Which he was, was nice, wasn't he? He knew, <laughs> which was a nice yeah. touch. As the as the third as the as, as the second part of the rib cage popped, um, <laughs> it was a grimace. There was a, there was a there was a grimace, but there was also a wry smile from Fredo, who knew that he had it coming for him. And uh, oh, wasn't that some? Um, look, if I, I question this actually, it was poetic. You, you, could, you heard this in the first part of of uh, this very special anniversary edition of Pie Hard, where I questioned whether the team would actually use that as any motiv- motivation. Now we know that it was absolutely used as motivation. It was yeah, I was right. Whiteboard marker on a whiteboard previously before the game it was shared within an inner sanctum group chat. 
Yeah. But oh my God, it was just, it was, uh, it brought people, I don't know, in your section mm. of the MCG, but it brought people to their feet. It just felt. Thus was the velocity of that. Tackle. You always look for that little precursor, that little indication that your team is oh, on. The nod. And you, mm. you want that to happen in the first 60 seconds. Yeah. Because it sends a signal not just to support a group, but to the rest of the players. And it did. And sets it was the tone. poetic. Sets the tone. That Fredo was underneath it all. So that's a good that's a good hero. I like <laughs> all right. it. Maynard, hero. Okay, I'm gonna go with villain. Let's dive straight into Fredo Langdon. Now, we call him Fredo because he is the, you know, slightly fucked up, you know, younger son in the in the Langdon sort Floppy. of chain of command. Mm. And now for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Langdon Ingredients was founded in about the late eighteen hundreds. It's one of Australia's largest providors. Mm food distribution distribution business with offices in the UK, the US, Singapore, you name it. Derimit. Global. This is a global business, Derimit. This is this is a big, legitimate, multi-million dollar business. Oh, yeah. And of course, Collingwood favourite, um, you know, our forgotten son Tom Langdon is is very much Never in the wings, waiting to take over the CEO mantle from Chris. Chris Langdon. Now that's going to play out in due course. It's it's inevitable. Pies wedge, but of course that that leads us to to poor old Fredo, who's been given a casino, I think, out in Las Vegas to run with Mo Green, uh, the <laughs> Tropicana. So what he does with that, you know, to be honest, is is up is up to Fredo. But Mo Green played um, by Max Gorn. Look, uh, we spoke about this with some people today, and I'm I'm all for shit canning, but you can't do that in a culture and a nation where the tall poppy is mowed down by an 18-volt um, Victor cordless whippersnipper and where the, the biggest nail gets hammered in. And, of course, that was, ex- that was extra motivation that, um, that Collingwood probably didn't need but, but received. And, of course, uh, you know, you can imagine in the halls of the Melbourne Football Club out there at Casey, mm. 17.5 kilometres uh, northeast or of the central business district of Melbourne, um, that there'd be ramifications around um, Tommy Langdon's, uh, you know, slip of the tongue, let's Ed call Langdon's, it, on SEN yeah. radio. Look, I What's think his name? Ed Langdon. Fredo, we, we loved it. As we said earlier in the pod last night at the pub, we, we, we'd love a bit of character. It's just funny how the media jumps on it. Every single Collingwood supporter, it's all lightning rod because we don't hear these types of comments. It did add a bit of spice. Um, it added that narrative. <laughs> spice. <laughs> the, yes. Spice. I love it. <laughs> Plenty of spice from the condiment kings down at Langdon's. Look, just that added context, as we just said, to start the game and see that tackle and have a narrative mm. already in play before the opening bounce. Yeah. It was delicious. So good on you, yeah. Fredo. You really yeah. you really handed it to us. He has he has quite a beautiful face. Beautiful face as well. So it is ripe for an absolute um yeah. you know. Shit caning uh, from now on. Uh, okay, Shit-caning. let's move straight into the love scene. And there was yeah, yeah. a couple of love scenes. I was, I was gonna I was thinking Jamie Elliott and his hundred fiftieth oh. beautiful, um, delectable. World's longest love uh, scene. Who else was I thinking? Who else played a, a, a stellar game? I'd be remiss not oh, to well, mention. I couldn't go past Ash Johnson. Oh, because he's game four. He's kicked four. Um, he looks safe. He looks safe in front of goal. And these are like, this is a massive stage, the kid mm. from Halls Creek. And he just looks, he's he got looks this good, beautiful he? languid kicking style where he oh. never seems to kick over kick it. In fact, it looks like he's kind of gently under kicking it, but it's going through three quarter post height from 48 meters um, or from wherever he's kicking from. Um, 
and he's got this innocence, this charming naivety when he mm. gets interviewed after mm. the game because he just wanted to play footy like his his brethren from Halls Creek and oh, there he is in the spotlight. Um, I mean, I've, I haven't seen anything like it. We've talked about how much we love mid-season recruits, but Ash, mm. lovely. I, I might get cancelled for this uh, this hot take oh, here because we go. I don't think I don't think you can talk about someone's appearance, but I would say that Ash Johnson has an exquisite body shape. Mm. Oh yeah. Now let me explain. Well, he, he's, he tall. An, he, he's tall. Than you he think. has he, well, he's he's tall. He's slender. He's slim, but he's not underweight. He's got a long torso. He's got quite gangly arms, like. If you were to measure mm. his wingspan, you know, in one of those Michael Jordan-esque, Scott Pendlebury, you know, framed portraits that they sell mm. signed for about 300 bucks, he'd have quite quite an extravagant wingspan, a very long slender leg. He's just sort of this very gangly, um, you know, type body shape, which is very, very hard to mash up, match up on. Especially because at that height he plays tall, with that spring. He plays small. He's got the spring. He's got the leap. He's got the exquisite kick. That kick from 50 metres. Oh. Oh. Look, Damo, this feeds into something I've been thinking about. I've been thinking what's changed to make from making us like obviously a 17th place side, but then even mm. just being a good side to now being like that sweet 16 premiership contender, legit. And one of the things that's changed, which I, I noticed obviously in our 2010 era, I noticed it in 2018 with the swoop squad, is that you have – a dynamic, if you don't have that really massive dominant key forward, uh, like the Cats do, for instance, what you need is a dynamic where players bob up. Oh, yeah. And when one's down, when one's not bobbing, it's not that, mm. that game in the arcade where you have to, like, bonk the crocodile or the alligator on the head. When one yeah. player doesn't bob whack up, for whack instance. Yeah, whack them all. Ginevan, you know, might not, might not kick a goal this game. Jamie Elliott kicks four. Now, if Jamie Elliott has a has an off day, you've now got Ash Johnson, who, by the way, is probably about the same height as Majacek, so he's hardly like mm. a small four, but he can play in small, medium, large. He can play whatever he wants. So I think we've now got bob-up ability, I'm calling it, um, and you've got these different players. Even a, a Will Hoskin Elliott can bob up. Think about it. Curtin's Henry isn't even in the side. He's a bobber-upper. Now, yeah. and all we need is these blokes to bob up for the next five games in a row for five consecutive wins. Oh, God. And then you got your sweet 16. So the bob ability factor I think is a massive, massive indication of, of success and, and we've got it, baby. Dare to dream 16 in a row. All right, that leads to our final um, part of game in a movie and that is the plot twist. Now the plot twist, I'm going to turn the, I'm going to turn the screen around. I'm going to turn mm. the mirror around. I'm going to square it facely at, at you and I. Now uh, regular listeners of Pie Hard will understand that we have a recurring segment called Hard Ask and that is where we ask our harders out there, our hard community to answer a specific question about Collingwood culture or a relevant current event. Now this week the question that we had posed was Ed Langdon thinks that Collingwood is all duck and no dinner. So we were asking our harders, what dish is the Melbourne Football Club? Now, mm. we did drop a tweet earlier on in the week about how we would be live broadcasting from the mighty MCG for this very special uh, edition of Pie Hut. And we carried, yeah. we, we live recording, we carried out that <laughs> promise to an extent. However, we aborted that promise. We did have plans to do this hard ask. In, in reality, yeah. in real time yeah. at the MCG. Now, I want to say we gave it a good shot. We asked 
a random Collingwood man who gave us the response. We asked him that question, what dishes a Melbourne football club? And he said, oh, look, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm waiting for a friend. He's coming He's coming this in this in direction from Jollymont, yeah. from the Hurstbridge line. I need to sort of, you know. You get out I, of the way. He was so- I need to see him. <laughs> I need a visual. Yeah. So already the hard ask was was offbeat. And then he said, no, 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 I'll, I'll actually think of something. That's all right. Just give me one second. We gave him about 20 seconds and he came back with, I'm sorry, I've got nothing. Yeah. It was a disappointing so- start. and. And we were drawing closer to the, the opening side. Oh, I was getting, I yeah, mean, we were getting. You've all walked with us through East Melbourne yeah, uh, yeah. on the way to the game earlier in this podcast, but we were we were cutting it fine. So there was time pressure. So then what happened? And now the second, um, the second cluster of uh, Collingwood supporters we asked were men and women in blue, um, the mighty police officers in the state of Victoria. Stony face. I know you never give too much away unless they're uh, ripping your uh, hand behind your back at an alarming, they saw uh, Collingwood frightening and, uh, angle. They get triggered. They think, oh, shit. Yeah, we well, explain the situation. Don't worry. No, we don't have anything. This is, this is a Zoom recorder. It's not ticking. It's not going to explode. Um, but we did ask the question, what dishes the Melbourne Football Club? No one wanted to answer. We singled in on a, on a young guy, and I think his response was demon pie. Was that it? Yeah. It wasn't great. Look, it wasn't strong. We 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 like to start with a really strong response on hard ass just to get the uh, the brain um, um, ticking. But at that point, I think we agreed to um, exit the live hard ass. But I will say, it's a very Alex, rapid exit. Thankfully, 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 all is not lost because that leads us into, of course, our segment of hard It shows that the brain's trust of pie harders on Twitter has far more, you know, comic IQ. Pressing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, so we asked a question. Demon Langdon thinks Collins all duck no dinner. What does Melbourne Football Club? Let me talk through a couple of these amazing responses. Uh, Jeff replied, "Shit sandwich." Which is a very, very, very promising start. Michael said, "Item eleven on any Chinese restaurant menu." What would that be, Alex? Item 11 on any Chinese restaurant menu. It's early on. It's early on, so I think it has to be an entree. Because they're not getting, you're not batting deep. You're not getting into the 20s and 30s when the chicken and the, and the pork comes out. So this is prawn, definitely going to be. Uh, this is prawn, prawn, prawn toast. I'm going to say prawn toast. Phil Devlin just responded with that very famous image of a Melbourne football supporter wearing a bucket hat with two boards on his knees. Uh, Balanced precariously with a little bit of blue cheese, a little bit of brie, and a couple of punnets of um, olives, half an avocado, a French stick. Boom. The cheese Which was the genesis plate. for the uh, hubcap cheese board. Which the hubcap cheese board, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, three Orange Whip 71 said, and now this was posted prior to the match um, 23 and a half hours ago. Hopefully, humble pie. Well, three Orange Whip 71. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of humble pie consumed last night. Connor Burke said tears flowing into their grange after tonight. Oh, yeah. Now, there there probably was a lot of grange consumed, and I reckon there was a lot of tears um, spilt in the halls of... um, where do, they, where do these guys live? It Portland? was kind of shell nope. shock. Yeah, eastern suburb. It was shell eastern shock. Their, their kind of wrinkles just darkening as as the, the blood rushed to their you know, pathetic gouted features. Pathetic, <laughs> pathetic as they were wearing their um, you know those those I'll things. Tell you what, you put how on your loud? Legs. I mean, this is obvious, right? But 
It's a Melbourne home game. How loud is Collingwood compared to Melbourne? Every week. Every goddamn week. At times it sounded like we were playing GWS. There was like a little pocket of D supporters. Yeah, it was a pocket roar, wasn't there? Interesting. Well, this is the Collingwood effect, isn't it? And this is what we're talking about. Let's light it up. And also Nick Dacos said, I thought it was really interesting, on the interview after the game, he's like, a Melbourne player came up to me at three-quarter time and said, oh, your supporters are unbelievable. A Melbourne no player way. said that to Nick. Yeah. No way. Which was interesting, like the, the Melbourne players. I mean, it just shows that the, the crowd can have a, a really visceral impact on these players. They're not used to playing in that cauldron like the Pies players are. Oh my God. They're shuddering at the knees. Hashtag destination club. If Graham Wright isn't putting a little contract offering that Melbourne supporters, um, <coughs> Christian Petrarca, <coughs> in his pocket, uh, I'd be surprised. Jacob said yesterday's meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like wallop, wallop fan, wallop. wallop, wallop fan said cheese platters. Mm-hmm. Stephen Powell said, oh, he didn't say anything. He shared a he shared a gif of uh, Anthony Hopkins in the Silence of the Lambs, saying with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. The mask. No, no mask. Okay. No mask. Just a, a little bit of silence of the lands. Love it. Glazes out. Said cheese platter. Look, I think I think cheese platters ahead at the moment. Uh, Mick said an entrecote dessert. I like that. Good. Yeah. Love it. What Love do they have it. down wasn't there? Wasn't it? Wasn't it great? Can we just say? Wasn't it? Speaking of Ash Johnson, really roughing up and getting stuck into Stephen May, who's very much a point and shoot guy, isn't he? He's he's always moaning. He's always got a really sad look on his face. Yeah. And he's always shouting. He's always shouting at his teammates. He's a bitch. He's, a, he's an the absolute... The, what do we call him? The Entrecot Brother. He is an absolute mouth breather. Um, okay, we've got... I uh, gives his license just to absolutely... Offload, big time. Absolutely. Every Enjoy every Melbourne player. supporters listening. Strap in with another 15 minutes. Uh, okay, Thomas said an episode de Bougon. Exclusive and melodorous. Now I think I've probably fucked that up. A what? But it's an E P O I S S E de Bourgogne. Epicé de Bourgogne. That, that's why I missed What's the Eston game because it's fucking Bourgogne. Guts. Yeah. Okay, so some kind of beef. Yeah, like beef burgundy. Yeah, beautiful number. Oh yeah, love it, probably love quite it, love tasty it. down there. Yeah. Reaches of direct road. Oh, Big time. Uh, Rob said gruel, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Justin said fondue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, wake up Australia. Melting under the, the heat. The heat, the heat lamp. Wake up Australia said wine souffle, but he spelt wine or she. Uh, w H I N E. Love it. Well, that's, that's Stephen May in a nutshell. Marshall Moore said all steak, no sizzle. Mm-hmm. La Cinia said. Said we were one trick. I couldn't be more proud of our ponies. More like Maccabi Diva. Go pies. No, I like okay, that. so I love that one. Mark. Yeah, completely. Lasinia just left of center off off script, but absolutely know that I won, right. I won three times on Maccabi Diva. Did you? Three in a row. You really rode that one at home, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It was the last time I won it. Bet. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think a few did after the first seventeen wins. Uh, David Hoare said leftovers. Yeah, love it. And uh, we're going to finish with this one. O Briggsy said, clearly a cheese platter. Shout out to all of our Melbourne listeners um, who have tuned into this very special episode of Pie Hard. Uh, we hope you're indulging in lots of cheese tonight. It might, you know, 
raise the mood a little bit, by all means, dive in. Mm. But what a glorious, glorious high-pressure, high-tackle effort by the Collingwood Football Club last night. It was a fantastic occasion. It really was um, just that heaving MCG. We're all on cloud nine, and we will be for the next five wins. Uh, big shout-out to the Stingo, the Yorkshire Stingo, who um, who watered us and fed us. And full disclosure, there was about 30 minutes of menu talk. I know you're the menu man, Damo. You'd love mm. nothing more than to really pick apart a menu, and we did actually record a huge amount of that, which I, I edited out this morning. Save that, um, save that for Patreon. But safe to say we opted uh, for uh, a grazing a grazing choice. We got four entrees. That so was chicken, wings, croquettes, mm. uh, saganaki, and chips. And so they looked <laughs> after us down there at the Stingo, and um, we did not elect to um, order the Mongolian goat cut. Was it? Was it uh, Nepalese? Nepalese, Nepalese goat, goat curry. curry. No, next time. Next time. I think we should do. Look, I think we should do a pie heart at a pub um, recording session again. I think we should do it before the Carlton game, which is a Sunday in a couple of weeks' time. I think it's the last home and away game. We should invite a couple of people down. Wouldn't that be fun if we got a few peeps Look, together? Gonna, we went to I'm a classic to, Collingwood pub. To, you have to beam me in as a hologram, I'm afraid, from Queensland. Oh, that's right. You're not even going to be here. It'll that's be there okay. In All right. Um, I think as we get pointier and pointier into the finals, um, there's, there's more than likely... Uh, cause to have some kind of get together, and certainly if we were ever to win a premiership, I think there would be uh, an open slather event where we can um, we can mingle with the pie harders out there. Sweet sixteen, wouldn't that be amazing? Mm. Okay, all right, let's wrap it up. Let's boot it home. It's been an enormously massive twenty four hours episode of Pie Hard. What, what a, a way to say happy hours. birthday to Pie Hard. What a, what a way Congre- to send us into our fiftieth week. Now I might. Might mention now that I think, um, given this is a special 50th, we will be back after the Sydney game, uh, mm. which is not this week but next week. Sunday, yep, yep. Sunday afternoon. Yep, and um, for our 51st and then leading to finals, um, well, sky's the limit, Pies. Sky's the limit. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for to all of those who have joined us from um, episode one. Thanks to everyone who joined us at episode 49. Um, we love it. We love bringing it to you. We love it that the pies are up and running. Let's keep diving in. Let's bring you more Collingwood content. Let's go hard. Let's go weekly. Let's bring it. Mm. Don't forget to uh, follow us, like us, subscribe at Pie Hard Podcast on Instagram, at Pie Hard Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know if you see anything weird, anything fucked up that you want us to dive into. We're all ears. <laughs> and uh, it goes it goes without saying, big win by the Collingwood Football Club. Big win for football in general. This is Pie Hard. <laughs> Demon Pie, I don't know.